Welcome beyond the neutral zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Wednesday, December 27th, two days post-Christmas. Guys, did you have a good Christmas? I did have a good Christmas, in fact, I did. Yes. Tanner, what about you? Oh, it was great. Um, so, I don't know. So, we didn't really do anything on Christmas Day. I literally walked in on my aunt in her bathroom on Whoa. Saturday before. Whoa. Long story. We, so nobody. Okay, hold on. we didn't so, ask for all this information. Yes. So okay. nobody told me that our Christmas plans were canceled, and apparently she has the flu and strep. So nobody in my entire family told me, bro. Like our Christmas plans are canceled with the family. So I literally just pull in. There's nobody there. I'm like, bro. Everybody must be running late. So I literally just like open the door into the house and bam, there she sits just, you know, and she's like, nobody told you, did you? Hey, let's start this over, guys. No, no, you're <laughs> right. we're going to stick with it. I mean, I, you're the one, you chose yeah. to do that. That was I don't know why I've done that, actually. Yeah, I don't know why I shared that information. <laughs> we literally <laughs> didn't even force that information. I think I'm scarred, bro. I think that's why. Like, I, mean, I think all like, you needed to say was, yes, it was a good Christmas. That's all you needed to say. Great Christmas. I, I had a great Christmas. <laughs> this was probably my favorite Christmas I've had in a long time one because i actually got some rest i didn't have like a whole lot of events to go to this year so i actually got to relax a little bit usually there's way too many events and i just don't get any rest at all also i want to say as far as actual gifts go this is the most gifts i've received in literally over a decade um and definitely the most expensive gifts i've received in over a decade as well and here's the thing i think that is a very common thing across america this year i I guess people are just making more money now and just have more exposable income at the end of the year because I work at the post office. This year was the most insane year ever that I, I that I've ever had. Are you talking at the post office? Yes, as, as far as the packages coming yeah. in that I had to deal with, like it was ridiculous this year. Like even worse than the COVID year. Like way worse than the COVID year. Like twice as bad as that mm -hmm. year. Which is I never thought we were ever going to get that again. Not that bad. But I, I guess everybody just had a lot more money this year. I, I don't know what it was. I, I mean, it was just, it's crazy. Like, I think the whole country was like that this year. Really, really strange. I don't know. I think 90% of people are doing their Christmas shopping online. Well, yeah, of course they are. But also people are getting, people have been doing that for five years, though. Yeah. But this year, the, the sheer numbers of what was being processed was, <clears throat> like, just way, way more. I... I I don't know. It's something about people's something changed as far as how much extra money people had this year. I don't know why that is. So anyway, I I found that interesting. So it should be something that somebody should look into that has the numbers to look into it because it's probably fascinating. I'm interested to see those numbers, but I don't know how to see it. So, but anyway, it was a good, long story short. Is it was a good Christmas, but even more so than the gifts was my free time, like my relaxing time that I got to have, like start everything up until Christmas day. I didn't have any time because obviously I'm working every day, yeah. but starting Christmas day, like I actually got to relax and chill a lot, which I'm super, super thankful for. So, and obviously we took, we took Monday off from the podcast, got a little more rest, breathe a little bit, not have to think about it. But because of that today, we have a lot to cover. Okay, we're going to have to cover stuff from this past weekend that we didn't cover on Monday. And we're also going to preview some stuff for this upcoming weekend, including things like the college football playoff. So we got a lot of things to talk about today. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, 
I'm going to mention all the NFL games, but if we don't really have a whole lot to say about the game, we're going to just, we'll just mention the score. If we don't got anything to say, we don't really have to talk about it. So, for example, the Thursday night football game, Saints at Rams. The Rams won 30-22. to Can either of you all even remember anything about this game? Yeah, that was just... Not the, the, Puka, Puka Nakua went off. The yeah. score of that game does not do justice to how the Rams dominated that game. Like, the score does not do justice to that. The only right. thing I remember is seeing highlights of Matthew Stafford just throwing no-look passes on literally every single throw that he threw that game. So. <laughs> he was having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I Other than that, I don't remember a whole lot. I know the Puka Nakua went off. Matthew Stafford looked well. And I remember the Rams did have a very big lead. Didn't the, Saints, the Saints blocked a punt or something, that, and they scored a touchdown and got a two-point conversion. They made it an eight-point game at the end, but it was never that close. Didn't the Saints bench Derek Carr or something in that game? No. Derek Carr actually didn't play bad in that game. Oh. Yeah, actually did pretty good. I, I thought they good. benched him towards the end. For no. no, I don't think they did. Um, no interesting bowl games that happened on Thursday. I'm assuming there were none on Friday either. No, okay. So, Saturday, we had two NFL games. Bengals at Steelers. Woo! Terrible Steelers went 34-11. to 11. Holy cow. Mason Rudolph, is he better than Kenny Pickett? No. <laughs> Come on. Stop. He had a, quite the game, bro. Did yeah, he look good? Yeah. At game, bro. <laughs> you know what happened? He started on his own 20 yard line every single time. You mean, you mean the opposing 20? Yeah, Jake Browning, dadgum, turned the ball over yeah. 500 times. Yeah, that, game. that was what a, happened. That was a rough one. I, I, I work with a Bengals fan. And he talked to me the day after this game. And he was like, You remember last week? Whenever the Vikings, whenever he played the Vikings and he beat the Vikings and you saw that video of him on the sideline, like, you should have never effing cut me. You should have never effing cut me. And it's like, and he cut my, my coworker looked at me. He's like, you want to know why they effing cut you? It's because of this game right here. That's <laughs> why they effing cut me. Why? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't really argue with you. Yes. <laughs> uh, the other game on Saturday was Bills at Chargers. Uh, Bills struggled early in this game. Uh, Josh Allen turned the ball over. I think he may have only had one turnover, but the team had three. I can't. They must. I don't remember who all fumbled the ball. Uh, James Cook fumbled one. Okay. I saw something. So in this game, there were the Bills had three turnovers. The Chargers had zero. The Chargers led time of possession, number of first downs, third down percentage, and I think a couple other team stats. They they won pretty much every. Part of the game, they won every part of the game and lost the game. And like that—that's a really bad football team. <laughs> like to, to win the turnover battle, turnover battle, battle three to zero, and to win all those other statistics and still lose. How is that even possible, dude? I—I—that's I, I, crazy. I mean, I did, nobody got to see the game though because it was on Peacock, and that's the only place you could watch it. Nobody has Peacock. Okay, so. No, I'm pretty sure I actually, we actually watched it at Dad's house. I'm pretty sure it was on at Dad's house. There's no Dad doesn't have Peacock. I'm pretty sure he I does. watched like I watched like part of the game. I don't know where I was at, but I was pretty sure I was at Dad's house. So I saw a bunch of highlights from the game. It froze literally. Of course it did. I literally. Hey, hey, NFL. Quit putting things on Peacock and ESPN Plus. Okay, Amazon I can live with because pretty much everybody in America has Amazon. Even though that's annoying in itself, we can live with it because everybody already has it. Peacock, nobody has Peacock. And nobody has ESPN+. Plus. Even though ESPN likes to 
act like everybody has it. They don't. Okay, don't didn't, quit doing that. Didn't you used to have Peacock? No, Peacock. Peacock. You can watch things on there for free with ads, but you could not watch the NFL game. Like That's you, you had to have a you had to have a subscription for it. So anyway, moving on. Screw Peacock. Peacock is going to go out of business soon. I'm, I'm I'm sure of it. Anyway, Sunday NFL games. Colts at Falcons. Falcons went 29-10. to 10. Anybody want to know why? It's because Desmond Ritter was not playing quarterback. It was Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Yes. And the Colts are a bad football team, like we've been saying all year. Yep. Yep. I mean, all of that is accurate information. And I don't really know what else to say. Michael Pittman Jr. played, by the way. He yeah. came back from that concussion. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, that are we sure he he talked. Like, I'm pretty sure he talked afterwards and said, like, he remembers running the route, and I'm pretty sure he said he remembers absolutely nothing after that. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. All right. I believe it, too, Yeah. after having a really bad concussion. God damn it, bro. Uh, next one. I, I've got a few things to say about this one. Packers at Panthers, 33-30. to 30. Okay, like, yes, the Panthers scored 30 points. I mean, holy cow. And today is Wednesday. That game was on Sunday. Today's Wednesday. Guess who is still not fired? Joe Barry is still not fired. Really quick, were you watching this game with Brandon? Please tell no. me you were watching this game. Nobody. I was, I was no. watching with my dad and saw, like, the first half and then fell asleep on the couch. I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I... Dude, because the first half was pretty good overall. The second half, dude, the offense still kept playing well. The offense never stopped playing well. The only reason the Packers won this game is because Jordan Love is really good. That's that's the only reason why. That's that's it. I mean, the the defense was so bad, dude. It, 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 also, did you see the last play of this game? I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, so the last the Packers kick a field goal with like. 14 seconds left mm. on the clock. And the Panthers have no timeouts. Okay? So the Panthers get the ball on their own 20 with 14 seconds at the game. They throw, like, a big bomb. I, they, I, maybe, I don't know exactly, maybe there may have been another play that got them to, like, the 30 with 14 seconds. Anyway, I think they're about the 30-yard line with 14 seconds left. And they take a snap from there with 14 seconds, no timeouts. They take a big shot in the middle of the field to get to like the Packers 35 yard line mm. but it's in the middle of the field to Adam Thielen and Adam Thielen gets tackled there was 14 seconds at the beginning of that play and they tried to get there and get a spike off in that amount of time and they snapped the ball with one second and by the time he spiked it was zero seconds so like I want to trash Joe Barry for that play because why are you allowing that many yards but I can't really trash him because I I been you guys and you both watch games with me all the time. I tell you, and I, what I what do I always say in that situation? Give them as many freaking yards as they want in the middle of the field. Just don't let them get to the sideline. Yeah, and that's what they did, and they tackled them. And you know, I can't trash them for that play. You got to practice what you because a lot of Packers fans are trashing them for that play. Which I that play is fine. Just don't let them out of bounds. I would have been trashing them a lot. Packers fans are at the point. Joe Barry. Oh, like, yeah. It doesn't matter what Joe Barry does. Oh, yeah. They're going to trash like, him regardless, yeah, which which he deserves. Yeah. He deserves that. But I'm not saying he yeah. doesn't. So, but anyway, the rest, the, the other, the last, the fourth quarter as a whole, dude, was just unbearable. Like, dude. I, I just can't. 
I don't even know if you knew this stat or not, but I saw a stat before before this Sunday. It said the last two um, opponents that have played against the Packers, the quarterback won um, Offensive Player of the Week for their division both times against the the last two games the Packers have played. Right. And then it said, can Bryce Young be the third? And I laughed at it before the game, and it was like, ha, oh, that's funny. The Panthers' offense sucks. And – this week, I don't know if he won it or not, but he was the he was third in uh, voting this week for Offensive Player of the Week. Bryce Young was. Yeah, I mean, Bryce Young looked good, but that's not saying a whole lot because every quarterback that's played against the Packers for the past seven weeks has looked good. Yeah. Ever since ever since that Chiefs game, where where we where Patrick Mahomes looked like garbage. Ever since then, every quarterback that's played against them has looked elite. And it's, and it's because the style of defense that Joe Barry plays is only successful against Patrick Mahomes-style quarterbacks. That's It's literally only for that. If you play against any other kind of quarterback, you are going to get destroyed mm-hmm. every time. And it's just a terrible, terrible system, and I hate it, and I'm done with it, and the Packers are done with it. Here's the thing. There's the most annoying part. Every Packers fan, all the Packers media and stuff that I follow, everybody knows that at the end of the season, Joe Barry's gone. Like, everybody knows he's fired. So what are we waiting on? Like, I mean, yeah, next it's probably not going to change a whole lot if we fire him because it's still the same system. So and the system sucks. It's not even it's not an individual play calling problem. The individual play calls are not a problem. It's the whole, the entire structure of the entire defense is the problem. Everything is a problem. So if you change the the play caller, it's not really going to change anything. But I'm just tired of seeing his face. I don't. I don't want him on the sideline. I really don't think it. I don't think it'll improve the defense if we fire him right now. But I just don't. I'm, I don't want to see his face anymore. I'm just done with him. Did I see him all out. the video of like the effort Preston Smith highlights at oh, corner? Yeah. That's that meme's been going around for uh, like a whole it's year. It's so funny though. Like dude, the fact that we've had him guarding Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, and I think he was guarding someone else at some point. That's like another Devontae future. Adams. Yeah, like, yeah. Why is Preston Smith guarding those guys? Yeah, I don't. Uh, that that's a funny thing, but I that part doesn't piss me off. Like that, um, it's a funny looking thing. What pisses me off is whenever we're playing, whenever every single first and ten we're playing with our corners ten yards off the receivers. Yeah. Like at every you're literally a free eight yards every single play. Every, literally every single play we're giving you eight yards. If you want the eight yards, take it. Like because we're giving it to you every, every single play. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, uh, did you see what's going on with Jair Alexander, Tanner? <laughs> I don't think so. So this this game against the Panthers was the first game he's played in like 10 yeah. weeks. Okay. So first of all, he didn't do well, but it's hard to blame him because the system is just so broken yeah. that no corner can do well. But here's the thing. At the beginning of the game, the Packers named three captains to go up for the coin toss, Right. Okay, I don't know who the – it was Aaron Jones and two linebackers, I think, yeah. were the three captains. Jair apparently is from Charlotte, which is where the game was at. It was – okay. Okay. Jair just take, decides that, hey, I should be a captain. So he, he goes out there with them. And not only does he go out there with them, he calls the coin toss. He said he, – he shuts everybody else down and is like, hey, I'm calling the coin toss. I'm from Charlotte, okay? So nobody, nobody on the team is going to tell Jair no. So Jair, so he calls the coin toss, even though he wasn't supposed to be out there. All these weeks that the Packers have been doing well, especially offensively, when they win the coin toss, they've been electing to receive the ball. 
because they like jumping out to an early lead. They've been scoring a touchdown on their first drive yeah. like every game. Like it's been working well for them when they, ever since they switched that. Jair goes out there, wins the coin toss, and decides I want to go out on I want to go out on defense first. So he wins the coin toss and says, and the referee will ask him what he wants to do, and he says, "We want to play defense." And the referee says, "What?" He says, "We want to play defense." And the referee says, "Do you mean defer?" And he was like, "Uh, oh yeah, yeah, defer, defer, sure." So he almost the referee didn't have to do that. By the way, the ref the referee didn't have to correct him. Yeah. Whenever you whenever you're uh, calling a coin toss, your options are you can either choose this half for a selection of what you want to do, or you can defer to the second half. Your options, it's not like the video game. It's yeah. not It's not like you click offense or defense. That's not yeah. the way it actually works. Receive and defer. You, yeah. you either are selecting to receive the ball, or, or you can select your selection for this half, or you can defer. Mm. So technically, you could start out on defense on the first half and the second half if you wanted to. You don't have to ever receive the ball. You can say we want to we want to play defense this half. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I see, I can. So you can either play offense or defense, or you can defer. That's 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 your option. That's what you can do. And so he, and he didn't defer. He said I want to play defense, which is like we're taking the option this half, and we're giving the Panthers the option in the second half. So theoretically, the Panthers could have received the ball in the first half and received the ball in the second half because Jair screwed up and he said the wrong thing because he wasn't supposed to be out there. And he did. He said what he wasn't supposed to say. So first of all, the Packers want to play offense. First of all, and he's and he decides he wants to play defense. How did not hear about this? And he didn't even. So it gets even better, dude. After the game, after the game, a reporter goes to him and asks him about it, and he's got a camera and everything. And the reporter says, "So what was going on there? There was only supposed to be three captains, but you went out as a fourth. So what was going on?" And he was. Jair's got a really funny voice. Like oh, yeah. he's, he's found, he sounds like so nonchalant. He's got sunglasses on inside. He looks like a complete douchebag. But so here, here he's talking, and he's like, you know, we, uh, you know, I'm from Charlotte, you know, and I, I don't think Coach Newell's from Charlotte. So you know, I, I went out there with my boys. He's like, yeah, my boys backed me up. You know, they had my back. You know, so I, I felt like I was supposed to be out there. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> And then the guy, and then the, then the reporter asked him, "Was like you almost screwed it up, didn't you?" And, he, and then Jair was like, "What do you mean? I almost screwed it up. What are you talking about?" And he's like, "You said you wanted to play defense when you should have said defer." It was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah." And he was like, "He's like you guys had a mic. There was a mic that heard me on that." And he was like, "Yeah, the whole stadium. We could hear you, bro." And he was like, "Really? You could hear me?" He's like, "Yeah, we could hear you." He's like, "Oh." He's like, "Well, the referee they knew what they knew what I was wanting to say. Like they understood what I was trying to do." And I'm like, dude. And then at the end, they like they like he uh they asked him like why did he do it? And he's like, well, because you know like they what are they gonna do about it? You know like I mean I you know I was from Charlotte. This was with my boys. It's like you know what what are they gonna do about it? That's what that's what he said. What happened today? Well, today I, I'm assuming you didn't see this. Today the Packers suspended him for for one game. They suspended him. He's he suspended for one game this week. Yeah, and I don't even think it's because of him going out on the yeah. coin toss, which I'm sure the Packers were annoyed with. He's going out on the coin toss when he wasn't supposed to, choosing defense when he wasn't supposed to, and for saying the wrong thing and almost screwing up. He's just doing everything he wasn't supposed to do. But I think the reason why he was suspended was because he went on camera after that and saying like, "Oh, basically, you're saying I, I just I was going to do what I wanted to do, and I don't care what the coaches say, and what are they going to do about it?" So. When you're put in that situation as the Packers, you don't really have a choice. You, you have you to. have to suspend him. He's just going rogue, dude. And here's the thing: I love Jair, and I understand why he's frustrated this year because Joe Barry is just the worst. 
But you can't just go completely rogue, man. Yeah. You just can't. All right, we got to move on. But it's just, it's fascinating. They, by the way, this is this week coming up. This is the only game of the entire year that Jair actually wants to play. It's against the Vikings. He wants to go man-to-man with Justin Jefferson. That's the only game he wants to play, and he's suspended for it. So congratulations, He's Jair. probably not even that mad about it, because Joe Barry wouldn't call man-to-man for him. I think they would for this, because Joe Barry did switch it for that one game, and, yeah. it, and it worked. And it worked. But then Joe Barry would go back to doing what he did the first game last year for no reason. But I, I think he would have done that for this game. I don't think so. So, we'll see. I, I, it doesn't, without Jair, it's not going to matter. He's going to play a, a dumb, and by the way, the Vikings are playing Nick Mullins, so hopefully it doesn't matter. Surely we don't let Nick Mullins look like an MVP. God, I hope not. Anyway, we need to move on. Browns at Texans. Browns win 36-22. to Amari Cooper, do you guys remember his stat line? Like that was stupid. No, it was like 250. No. 250 265 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. holy cow, dude. Yeah. That yeah. is insane. Texans defense is awful. Really, really bad. Well, the only, that may be the most receiving that, yeah. yards I've heard in a while in that game since Tyreek put up like 199 mm. in the first quarter against. I don't even remember. Who was that game against? I don't know. Do you remember which game I'm talking about, though? No. But No, it was against the Bucks. It was against the Bucks when Brady was still there. I don't know. But here's the thing. Joe Flacco, another game with over 40 passing attempts. I mean, how is that guy's arm not falling off? I mean, holy cow. Joe Flacco's that dude, bro. I mean, he threw two interceptions in this game. But, dude, the, the fourth quarter of this game, just, just. It was actually pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, holy cow, dude. I mean, the Browns, I all year long, I and I've been saying on the podcast all year, I don't think the Browns were a good team. But with Joe Flacco, I think they're a good team. Hey, they like, actually have a chance to win the AFC. Still, the Ravens have to lose out, and the Dolphins have to beat the Ravens and lose to the Steelers. Yeah. And then the Browns will be AFC. I mean, even if they don't win, get the one seed, I mean, they're only one game behind the Ravens for the division. Yeah. So, even if they did that, that would be crazy. But, anyway, I mean, Texans, I don't really blame the Texans. They just blame their defense. Their defense sucks. Their offense they just don't have any other guys right now. Yeah. So what was Derek Stingley not playing, or did he just get toasted the whole game? I don't know. Hopefully, he wasn't playing on Amari Cooper the whole time. Because if so, that's an embarrassment right there. Holy yeah. cow, that's bad. Honestly, it wasn't even that bad of coverage on most of the throws. It was Joe Flacco literally was just throwing it right over their head, and it was like a back shoulder fade, and Jamar Cooper was just catching. It was a lot of really good plays. Yeah. yeah. The Browns, early in the season, by the way, the Browns were like the most boring football team in the NFL, and now they're like the most exciting team in the NFL. Like, which is just, you bring in a quarterback that's almost 40 years old, you just don't expect that. that you don't expect to become more exciting. Like, that's really strange. Especially Joe Flacco, because Joe <laughs> Flacco wasn't the most yeah, fun quarterback. He was, he was one of the most boring quarterbacks his whole career. That's crazy. Dude, I hope Joe Flacco comes back and then they beat the Ravens in the playoffs. That would be awesome it would if be Joe fun. Flacco beats the Ravens in the playoffs. That would be fun. Uh, next game was Lions at Vikings. The Lions win 30-24. This game was back and forth the whole to- whole time. I You just never knew who was going to win this game. The Lions ended up winning it in the end, thankfully, for the Packers, because that really that helps the Packers a the lot. The Vikings might be the worst team in the league, bro. 
Nick Mullins is that okay, bad. So dude. he's bad, but they're not the worst team in the league. He's okay? that, no. Nick Mullins is that bad, bro. You got the Jets right now. I would rather or, have the Jets. I'm not even you, like okay. I'm at sorry. least the Jets def which the Vikings defense the, surprisingly the played. The Patriots really good. are down there. The Bears, you know, the Panthers. There's some really bad. The Titans right now. Especially without Will Levis, I mean, I'll holy cow! Have all of those quarterbacks over Nick Mullins. Oh, the Nick quarterbacks, Mullins yes. Terrible. But the Vikings—they've got Justin Jefferson, and it doesn't matter if they can't get him the ball. I mean, it's true, but the I just have Garrett Wilson. Oh, by the way, T.J. Hawkinson tore his ACL. Yep. So that really, really hurts the Vikings too. It's that's actually really like this sounds terrible. It's really helpful for the Packers next week. The fact that T.J. Hawkinson is is not going to be playing like that's. Huge. That's a huge, huge deal. Um, TJ Hawkinson is legit. So that's really. I did, by the way, I never saw a play. I didn't hear anything about TJ Hawkinson being hurt until yesterday. He got, he got hit. Did you? Oh, really? No, I mean, no. He, no, like, play. Did you see the play? No, I didn't. I haven't seen anything. He was. I didn't hear about this at all until it was announced yesterday he was out for the So year. he. It didn't even legitimately, like, if you just saw the play, you wouldn't have thought it. But he got hit. It, he kind of got hit like, um, I'm not think of what his name is. Anyway, so he's running this way. Dude comes at his knee, hits it. It didn't fold or anything. But he's literally just like standing there kind of bouncing and just like points at his knee. So like he didn't fall on the ground. It wasn't anything like that. Like he just, huh. yeah. Interesting. Uh, Next game up, Commanders at Jets. This was another weird game. The Jets win 30 to 28. The Jets got up to like a 20 to 0 lead almost instantly because the Commanders just kept turning the ball over. Just like in like inside their own 20, like over and over and over again and the Jets the Jets just kept getting free points just over and over and over again. Um I know it's the Jets defense, man, but Sam Howell, this was his first game. Everyone is flaming Sam Howell. The dude had .0 seconds yeah. to throw the ball. It was a terrible. It, it was, was literally as soon as he snapped it, he was getting destroyed yeah. every time. I agree with that. This was, regardless of that or not, it was Sam Howell's worst game. But like you, I'm not trashing Sam Howell. The fact that he's benched this week and in favor of Jacoby Brissett is pretty wild. Sam Howell has been carrying your team all year. What do you guys? looking at. And they didn't even try to run the ball in the first half. Like, literally, the Jets were just sending the pass rush every time because the commanders didn't try to run the ball. Yeah. And it it was... To be fair, all the running backs were hurt, hurt, but still. I don't... You still got to try it. Yeah. Yeah, that that was... uh, And the commanders came back and almost won at the end of this game. coach needs to be fired to his knees at. He needs to be gone. It was very strange. What What an odd, odd football game. Because the Jets, the Jets got thirty points and didn't really do anything on offense. <laughs> that's that's the craziest thing about the game. They got thirty points and didn't do anything. It's wild. Anyway, moving on. Seahawks at Titans. Seahawks went twenty to seventeen. Your Titans almost screwed it up, Tanner. They almost they almost stole a win. I was more str- the- I was more stressing about us winning the game than I was anything. <laughs> the Packers would have appreciated it because the Packers would be ahead of the Seahawks right now in the playoff race if you had won this game. No, it literally nothing. I I have legitimately nothing to say about the game, honestly. Other than yeah. um, I'm I'm actually happy 
I do, I do want to say that play, the, the Derrick Henry touchdown pass, was a really cool play. Yeah, it That was, was it a was. really, really cool I'm play. honestly comforted when I see Derrick Henry like in the Wildcat in a play like that. That wasn't like, a Wildcat. It wasn't a Wildcat, but I'm saying like most of his passing touchdowns through his career has been in the Wildcat. Right. So like... That's why I thought Derrick this one was so Like cool. I love... I love those kind of play calls. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's actually comforting he's to me. He's really good at it. He is. He's, he's really, really, really good, good at it. it, it this one because was... when you automatically in the red zone or a play of that nature, like, you know, yeah. one, two-yard line, when you see Derrick Henry at the ball, you're going to collapse at the line, you know, because yeah. you automatically think he's going to the middle. What made so, this like, one so cool, though, was it may have been outside the 20-yard line, mm-hmm. and it was a regular, like, off-tackle handoff. Yeah. Like, it was like a regular yeah, looking outside the 20 mm-hmm. I think it may so, have been outside the 20. No, it wasn't. At, no, it, it was on the goal line. It wasn't outside the 20. It was not almost on the goal it line. It wasn't outside the 20. Let's look at the. It was almost on the goal line. Derrick Henry. I'm 100% sure. Okay. It remember. wasn't as deep as I thought, but it wasn't. It was a 12 yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so. Almost on the goal line. That's not almost on the goal line, then. Uh, what I mean by goal line is first and goal. That's what okay. I mean. Well, yeah, that would be first and goal, not on the goal line. But okay. if I think on the goal line, like inside literally the on the one, I would say first and goal. If you're inside like, the three, inside I'll give line. it to you. Goal line, I'll give it to you. But yeah, anyway, twelve yards was not twenty. So, but anyway, it was still far enough back that it was a lot different for a halfback pass. That's that's a yeah. Difference. For most of most of Derrick Henry's touchdown passes have come on the two yard line or closer. So yeah. this one was a lot. Anyway, it was a really cool play. Really cool design. Probably the offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, knows that this is the last season he has of Derrick Henry, so he might as well use up all those play calls in that play sheet because he's never using them again. Yeah. So Which honestly I'm still okay with. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not upset about that. Uh next up Jaguars at Buccaneers. Buccaneers win thirty to twelve. Baker Mayfield looks great again, but it, again it was against another trash defense. So but hey, gotta hand it to him for performing when he when he has an opportunity to do so because Buccaneers look pretty. I mean, they played against two bad defenses in a row, but they look pretty good. Like, look can, like a pretty good team. Can we just call the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield the little bit worse Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott? I don't know. I'd rather call them like slightly better than the Tom Brady led Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, I need one of the stress guys. <laughs> well, hey, we'll see because Baker Mayfield has to play the Saints this week, so we all know that's the Achilles heel of Tom Brady. That's so right. we'll see if it's the Achilles heel of Baker Mayfield <laughs> also. <laughs> I can't even say nothing. About <laughs> oh man! Uh, I can't even say nothing. Next up, Cardinals at Bears. Bears went twenty-seven to sixteen. I don't really remember anything about this game. I didn't see it at, at all. <laughs> uh, Tanner, did you see anything in, the, in no, this game? Did not see a thing about it. Honestly, I don't. I don't recall this game happening at all. But apparently, the Bears won. So, uh, which is a good thing for all of us because the Bears get a worse draft pa- draft position for that pick. So, anyway, uh, the Packers were trying to lose to the yeah. Panthers to boost their draft position, and Jordan Love just didn't get the memo. Yeah, Jordan Love's like no. I, I will win this game. But well, Jordan Love did look really good. I know we didn't mention that, but he he looked really good, uh, even without any receivers, because Jaden Reed was out along with Christian Watson. So 
Dontavion Wicks looked good. Dontavion Wicks looked really good for a quarter and a half before he broke his arm on a touchdown pass. So, oh, well, I fell asleep before that happened. I guess so. so. He he literally he literally caught a touchdown pass like on the goal line and a dude's helmet like while he was like pin, his helmet went straight crown straight into his forearm. So I don't think he literally broke his arm, but he missed the rest of the game. So I don't know how bad that injury was, but it did not feel good. I a nice you bone bruise. What's, what's so funny is. What's so funny is after the touchdown, he did his full like touchdown celebration thing, and then he went straight to the trainers on the sideline. <laughs> he did a full celebration. He wasn't like, missing his opportunity. Yeah. He was like, my, I can't feel my arm, bro. <laughs> yes. I love Tavian Wicks. That's another one of those really good late picks. Anyway, we, got, we can't talk about the Packers too much. Uh, Cowboys at Dolphins. Dolphins went 22-20. to Tanner, you watched most of this game uh, more so than me and Ben did, so yeah. talk about it. Um. The if you're look if you legitimately are talking about like Dak looking bad or something of that nature, you literally don't know football. Dak was literally running for his life the entire game. I legitimately think the Dolphins' the pass Ca- rush is freaking I, good. I legitimately think the Dolphin or the Cowboys got a hold of Mike Vrabel, and we sent Jalen Duncan to play left tackle for the Cowboys, dude. That left tackle was getting destroyed. Chubb was manhandling that man. I counted two pressures, bro. At least two sacks. Just in the second half, Chubb was in the backfield untouched because their left tackle just... just, fell down. No, he didn't fall down, bro. Like, he was basically double-teaming whoever the left guard had and just let Chubb just run right, right toward Dak Prescott. Like, Dak was making good throws in this game. He was just under pressure, like, from the left side. So, I mean, I'm sorry, and he done... Look, once again, like, this is the second game that I've said he done this. He done exactly... What I say Dak Prescott has not done. In crunch time, he led his team down, scored the go-ahead touchdown. The defense just could not could not hold to it in the Dolphins, and they were able to go down, kick the game-winning football. Like, that's honestly what it comes down to. But I'm sorry. If you are, t- if you are saying this game is on Dak, you do not know football, bro. Like, you obviously did not watch that game. Dak was getting manhandled this entire game. I'm also tired of these last second field goals. It's yeah. getting ridiculous. There's been a lot this season. Yeah. And two and and this is look, this is just me personally. From what I saw, and I'm saying from a pressure standpoint, Dak outplayed Tua in this game. One hundred percent. Like there was a pass that Tua threw. Like I realize it's on like it's Tyreek, but he dude, Tyreek was running I don't know if you guys saw this. Tyreek was running a slant route. It's a wonder the ball was not picked, bro, because he threw the ball, I would say, a good three to four yards behind Tyreek because Tyreek was in his break, breaking on the slant route, and Tua pretty much threw it like he was running a curl route. Like, it is a wonder that ball was not picked. Mm -hmm. It really was. You're not saying anything as probably. I mean, Dak, like, in my personal opinion from watching this game, Dak outplayed Tua. Yeah. Taking everything into account, the pressure that the pressure that Dak was under, he outplayed him. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with any of that. The look, the thing about Tua, this has been about five five or six weeks now, and my dad told me this last week, and I think I agree with them. It look when you watch Tua, it looks like he's playing with like delayed concussion symptoms right now. 
Like it, like that's literally what it looks like. Like it looks like his, he's just processing things slowly mm -hmm. and just isn't reacting quickly enough to things. Like I, I it's, something's off with that dude because I'm with Ben. I didn't have high expectations anyway. I, I never thought he was great, but he, these past few weeks he's looked worse. Like he's he has not looked good. And back to like the Cowboys being on offense. I didn't early in the year, Ben. We've got to stop this. Goodness gracious! <laughs> early in the year. Early in the year, I did not realize how good the Dolphins' pass rush is. That, good, that Dolphins' pass rush is insane, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. holy cow. Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins. They have know. a strong pass rush, man. I mean, goodness gracious. that That's... Look, and I, look, I realize I cannot think of who... Tyron Smith... I don't think it's Tyron Smith. But the left tackle... The Cowboys' left tackle, like, I realize he was out. But still, the Cowboys have a good offensive line, man. Right. And, like, they, I, I, I realize the left tackle position is probably the most important in the entire offensive line. But still, like, it wasn't just the left tackle position. Like, you could obviously tell, like, he was getting manhandled all game. But that entire pass rush was getting halted. dude. So, like... Right. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... As they're... This week's game against the Ravens is going to be interesting between the Dolphins and Ravens. Like that's uh, it's going to be fast. That'll be a fun game to watch. That that pass rush though against the Lamar Jackson style quarterback, I I don't know if that's going to work. I like I said, I could see them over pursuing. You can't over pursue Lamar Jackson. I, I I could see that being an issue for them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. It depends on how disciplined they are. If they're disciplined, it'll work out great. If they're undisciplined, it'll it'll be a disaster. We'll we'll see. Uh, next up, this was Sunday Night Football, Patriots at Broncos. Okay, so before I give the score here, why, why, I understood why it happened last year. Why this year? Why did the Broncos have so many primetime games this year? Like, I know why it happened last year, but did we not learn our lesson from last year? Well, this year they put Sean Payton at coach, and he was going to bring him to the Super Bowl. I think it's just Sean Payton, yeah. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Like, okay. It's just a star power coach thing. Well, honestly. anyway, okay, so the Patriots went 26-23. to uh, I mean, Patriots played well. Not, like, great, but they played well. The Broncos played poorly, but not disastrously. Uh... And Russell Wilson didn't do great, but he wasn't complete garbage either. But here's the thing. After this, today, Broncos have come out and said that they're benching Russell Wilson for the rest of the year, and they're cutting him in March. It's like, they're 7-8. and eight. They could still make the playoffs. Like, it's possible. So I... I, I it's very important to me what's going on. I don't understand it from... A cap point of view. Like, I understand Russell Wilson may not be your guy, but he's, I'm pretty sure he's 80 million against the cap next year. He's like, I, I think just between the next two years, the man is mid hundred million dollars against the cap for them. Like, I don't know. why are you cutting him? Like, so, I don't, why are you cutting him? So here's that I, money's going to count anyways. And by cutting him, you are saving a little bit. Yeah, a little I bit. I mean, it's not. All so of it. Here, here's one extra piece of information that I learned today too. Russell Wilson, I think it was 38 million. He has a bonus 38 million dollars guaranteed 
if he fails a physical in the offseason this year. So, like, if he's injured, has a torn ACL or something, and he can't pass the physical, he gets a a guaranteed $38 million. So, whether they were planning on cutting him or not. So, if he's hurt, he gets another $38 million guaranteed. But if they don't play him the rest of the season, there's no way that he could get hurt. So, they're trying not to play him to prevent any kind of injury. So they don't that's, own that's so, smart so they don't owe them that thirty eight million. That's smart on their part. So if they're planning on cutting them anyway, then I understand it. But with with you, I don't really understand why you're cutting them. Like uh, you're not gonna get a good quarterback in this draft. Hey, you know you're not gonna pick high enough. So what are you trying to do next year? Falcons draft a quarterback, sign Russ for a season or two, boom. Falcons are great. I don't know. I, Russell Wilson's okay. I just don't think he's a really good he's quarterback. He's ten times better than Desmond Ritter. Is he ten times better than Taylor Heineke, though? I, I don't know he's if he like, is. He's like eight, five to eight times better than Heineke, depending on which Heineke shows up. I think he's a little better than Heineke, but not a lot better than Heineke. But anyway, I, a very bizarre situation. Sean Payton is... It, the thing, I think the structure... I think the general structure of that team is a really good football team. I, I really do think so. I think it's a really well-built football team that just needs, I don't know. I mean, these, these See, last the last eight weeks, they've looked really good. They look good, but like they're acting like they're a quarterback away, and I just don't believe that, man. I just don't believe they're just a quarterback away. Here's the, I don't like, even think they are a quarterback away. I, thought, I think if they made the playoffs this year, they could have made some noise in the AFC. I think the team right now, even with Russell Wilson, is a really good football team. They just can't win some of these close games. I don't know what's going on with it. Because Russell Wilson's done well. Especially the second half of the season, throwing to Cortland Sutton, like they've made some crazy plays, man. If you look, so the the biggest thing is the protection of the football because if you look, I think it was weeks like five, five through, I think it was like five through nine or five through ten. I'm pretty sure it was five through nine because he went. The Broncos went four and zero. Oh, they went four and zero oh through that span. And he did not have a single turnover. He threw like eight touchdowns, no interceptions. So in these, I think these last three weeks, he's been like six touchdowns, like four interceptions. The first three weeks, I can't even remember the first. But like in these last four with him one and three, he's turning the football over. So it goes back to that aspect of just what I said earlier. Sean Payton, they're going on that win streak because Sean Payton is taking the – you remember me saying – He's taking the football out of Russell Wilson's hands. He's not putting the game, per se, in the hands of Russell Wilson. Like, go go and win this game. Does that does that make sense? It, it, it kind of makes sense because I, I see what you're saying in a way because their offensive play call style went to a lot mm-hmm. of the same way that the Seahawks play call, the play call style was with, mm-hmm. with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Where they run the ball a lot, but when they do throw it, it's deep shots. Yeah. That's what Russell Wilson's yeah. good at. And he was hitting a lot of those deep shots during that run. He was yep. throwing some bombs to Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton was balling out in yeah. that run as well. So so it, I think the play calling was perfect. But what changed the past couple of weeks? Like, what's, what's changed? I don't know what's changed. I, I don't know. Honestly. I don't know. Very bizarre. But anyway. But I, I just know, I, like, I get it. You're wanting to move on from Russ. But it, in this situation, at least to me, in my eyes, looking at this situation... By cutting Russell Wilson, you're saying that you feel like you're a quarterback away. 
I do not see that you're a quarterback away by watching the Broncos right now. I just don't believe that because this move is saying that you're a quarterback away, in my opinion. I think that this move could be signifying another thing other than a quarterback away. I think it could be considering a restart. Yeah, they're rebuilding. I think it could be just starting over. Like, you got new owners that this is their first year. Sean Payton is building his own thing. Yeah, I think they may just be completely starting over. It's going to be hard for them to start over because I don't. Do they they don't have a first round pick this year, right? This year or next? I don't. No, know. They, they lost it last year and this year. I think they get it. I think they get I it. Back. They, I thought they traded three first. No, dude. I thought sure? was, I'm going to look this up because I, I know they gave up three origin, players. There's no way they gave up three. I originally thought picks. it was three. Also, look it up. If, it may be two first and a second. If they got like three that. first for Russell Wilson. I I will never forgive the Packers for not trading Aaron Rodgers that year because we could have got so much for Aaron Rodgers if they got three for Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, holy cow! I know it was like three. The players. Broncos, the Broncos sent Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and a defensive lineman, and two first, two seconds, and a fifth. Okay. To the Seahawks. Yeah, that's a haul. That is a haul. But it's that's not three first, but it, it's still two first and two seconds. Two se- two first and two seconds might as well be two, yeah. three first. That's the equivalent of three firsts, in my opinion. Not quite, but it's, 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 the Packers could have got three first-round picks easily for Aaron Rodgers if they, if they had traded them that year to the Broncos. They would have gotten three first And first whatever picks. the Broncos say, they were trying to get Aaron yeah. Rodgers. We, well, we should have done it. We yeah. and, I, and I was I was begging the Packers to do it that year. <laughs> Now, Jordan Love, starting a year earlier than he did this year, Jordan Love probably would not have – he definitely would not have been as good last year as he is this year. But I don't think it would have been detrimental to his, you know, progress. I don't think it would have hurt him that bad. But anyway, I wish we would have we – would have, oh, we would have, we're still in pretty good shape right now, but we would have been in just so much better shape if we had done that. But anyway, we need to move on. Uh, Monday games. Raider, this was Christmas Day games. Raiders at Chiefs. <laughs> Raiders win 20 to 14. Dude, I just the, had a feeling the Chiefs were going to lose this game the whole time. So, first of all, I'll, I'll, I'll say my opinion on the Chiefs until a little bit later. The Raiders win this game 20 to 14. Their last completion that they threw in this game, com- yeah. complete pass, was with like seven minutes to go. In the, in the first quarter, mm-hmm. not not first half, first quarter. That's I mean, what? I mean, look, the I, the Raiders give them credit for fighting through the rest of this season. The Raiders are not a good football team. Okay, they're just not. What the Chiefs? I, I've been saying it all year, and I, I'm gonna. I feel more strongly about it right now. Actually, early in the year, I was saying the Chiefs are not a great football team. I've been, I was saying it all year long. I just don't think they're a great football team. But right now, like, look, not only are the Chiefs not a great football team, the Chiefs are not a good football team. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs aren't even a good football team. They're average. They're an average team right now. And I mean, I just don't know how else to put that. Like, do I mean, you know how much of their team is hurt right now, dude. I mean. I mean, they can, I'm pretty they sure they're missing two offensive linemen. Isaiah Pacheco's out. They're still missing. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco played. He got hurt early in the game. Very early. I don't know how early. He, he played long enough to put up some big yards and a touchdown. I know that. I'm pretty sure. I don't he, got, know he hit his over on rushing yards and got a touchdown. So, I know that for sure. But, I, I, I mean, they're missing some guys. 
But they're not missing any more than the rest of the NFL teams. The rest of the NFL teams seem like they've got more injuries than the Chiefs do. I get and there's it. a lot of really bad football. <laughs> yeah, and the Chiefs are like just as bad, if not worse, than a lot of those teams. I get it, but like I, I still, I still, have, and I know you guys are not going to agree with this. This is just me. I already know this, but. I get it, but when it comes playoff time, I still have a hard time betting against. Yeah, I mean, look, I still have a hard time betting against. Look, the AFC is not going to have any good teams in the playoffs other than the Bills. So if they just avoid the Bills, they're probably going to win because, like, I don't believe in the Ravens. I don't believe in the Dolphins. I don't believe in the Browns. I don't believe in the Jaguars. I don't believe in the Chiefs. I, I don't I don't believe the only team I believe in is the Bills. That's literally the only one. The, the rest of like the AFC is just going to be a bunch of trash. So yes, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win two or three games in the playoffs, and just everybody's going to praise him again, even though he really didn't do anything special. It's because like there's just gonna, there's not going to be any competition. I, the AFC playoffs are going to be entertaining I already, because I just, I just don't know what's going to happen. Here's the thing. I already know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, okay? The NFL is 100% scripted. Okay. Because You're talking about the whole thing. The He's Super Bowl dude, logo being it, colors bro. of the Ravens and the 49ers. Because oh last year it was the Chiefs and Eagles, and it was red and green. And then the year before it was blue and orange, and it was the Rams versus Bengals. So what colors is it, are it this year? It's purple and maroon. So, Which is Ravens 49ers. What if it's Vikings and who's a maroon AFC team? Stop. It, it's the Ravens 49ers. <laughs> I'm trying to think of AFC teams that are maroon, bro. Are there any maroon AFC teams? No, the closest, the closest, the closest, that, you're gonna get, the the closest that you're going to get to that color is the Chiefs, and that's no. not Or like the Browns. <laughs> Dude, there's No, the Browns aren't even close to maroon. Um, AFC North? No. Uh, no, that's AFC West. You got no. You got the the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. AFC South, no maroon teams. AFC North, number no, AFC East, Bills, Patriots. I guess it could be Jets, the Bills Dolphins. secondary. No, color. yeah, there's no. Are the 49ers the only maroon team in the entire NFL? Yeah, that's crazy. Maroon is such a popular color for sports. I. It's weird. That Maybe Alabama is going to come into the NS. <laughs> the AFC. That's strange. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Giants at Eagles. Eagles win 33-25. to uh, Eagles struggled. Eagles don't look good. My boy Tommy DeVito. Uh, DeVito got benched. Yeah. Um, the Eagles the just need to Look, play. DeVito, you had a good run, but you were boosted madly by how you looked against Joe Barry. Okay, let's be honest. And everybody's looked great against Joe Barry. So that's that's really what's happened here, okay? Now, everything comes back to Joe Barry. Every, surrounding the entire NFL season, every every single storyline, everything comes back to Joe Barry, okay? Brandon is going to blame Joe Barry for everything. It's, Joe Barry is the root cause for everything this season. It's all his fault. Uh, Eagles really, they really struggled, man. I, the Giants looked Pretty good for a lot of this game. Even with DeVito looking like trash, the Giants looked pretty good. And then Geno Smith looked at, came in and looked pretty good. Wondell Robinson, by the way, looks like a good football player. Uh, he, he did have one really crucial drop at the end of this game that could have put them in position to possibly tie the game. 
But uh, but he's he's a good player, man. I gotta give Brian Dayball credit, bro. Oh, he's what he's awesome. done with this Jets team. Like, Brian Dayball. Awesome. Brian Dayball. I've, I've gotta give you gotta give him credit. Oh yeah. Not saying you. I'm just saying like Brian Dayball is my favorite NFL coach. He is number. Oh, he's, he's my number one. He, he's like if I could choose any coach to be my coach. Dayball is my number one. I would pick Mike Tomlin. I'm picking Mike Tomlin. I would pick Mike Tomlin. I would pick if I got to play under any coach, it would probably be Mike Tomlin. If you yeah, if I got to play play under any coach, it would be um the Dolphins coach. (laughs) Oh, okay. I would definitely pick him. But here's the thing. If we were talking like eight years ago, I would agree with you on Tomlin. But current modern football, I want Brian Dayball all day. I want Dayball all day, every day. Here's the thing. If you give him a decent offensive line and a competent quarterback, unstoppable. You can't stop his offense. It's just if you if a decent off just a just an average, average offensive line and a competent quarterback, unstoppable. You're just not gonna stop him. Uh that's why I was really excited to see him with Daniel Jones this year to see what he could do. But then the first game, offensive line, like everybody goes down. And then, of course, because of the offensive line going down, then Daniel Jones goes down. So, it, And even with all that, the offensive linemen are started coming back. Like he started getting some of those guys back the past couple weeks. And the offense has looked a lot better. So anyway, I, I love Brian Dable, man. I, I, really, I really do think he, he runs the best offense in the NFL. And has been since he's been with the Bills. He he runs the best offense. In the Andy Reid has something to say about that. I don't know. I mean, Andy Reid's awesome. He's going to great offense, but I, Brian Dayball is better. He's got a better offense than Andy Reid. I promise you. Yeah, Andy does not agree. Andy Reid's more creative. Like he can more come up with more creative plays. But it, if you're talking about the general system, Brian Dayball's system is the best system. I, I really, really, really do feel that way. Uh, unfortunately, this Kyle year, Shanahan has some. I, actually, yeah, you're. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has the best system. I can't argue with that one. I cannot argue. Uh, hey, I'll say it. I'll say. It. Okay, you can talk about it here, right here, if you want to. Net, Ravens at Forty ers Ravens win thirty three to nineteen. This game was really sh- at the very beginning. The for- the Ravens get the ball first, punt the ball. Forty ers Look unstoppable. Just march all the way down the field, and then just probably the worst throw I've seen Brock Purdy throw in his career. I don't know what he was looking at. I, I, he just didn't see that corner at all. I guess I, I don't know. I mean, and then that play right there set the tone for the rest of the game. But his, but what kills me about this game, and and this is what kills me about the way that people talk about about Brock Purdy is like, it, it's like. If you go back and look, the all three, I know for 100% certain two. Yeah. That every one of those interceptions were tipped. Yeah. Yeah. They, every they, single one. Of, I can maybe fault him on the screen pass. That's I not, can that wasn't maybe fault. fault him on that. That screen pass, I actually think that was a great play by Brock Party, but it was just a better play by the other dude. Yeah. Because what that was an, that was an RPO. It, it may not even been an RPO. It may have been a called handoff. But whenever he caught the, whenever he got the snap and went for the handoff, he's looking that way. At, I don't even know who the receiver was over there. But Brock Purdy saw the corner blitzing, like he saw the corner mm-hmm. coming at him and was like, "Oh crap, we've got a free receiver right here with nobody guarding him." So he literally pulled the handoff and threw it to him because it's a wide open play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great yeah. play by Brock Purdy. And then the corner just made a better play. 
Like, I just, I, like, I, and, and, just, and the other interceptions, I agree with you, they weren't his fault either. It's just killing me hearing people talk about Brock Purdy. And, like, look, I, like, I realize, okay, and this, this is one of my big arguments, and I know you guys aren't going to agree with me on this, okay, but I'm trying to take a step back and look at this entire situation, bro. I heard two stats. They blew my mind. Okay. Okay. Do you know Kyle Shanahan in his coaching career? In the fourth quarters of games, okay, and this is the entire fourth quarter, if he's down eight-plus points, he's 0 for 38 in his entire career. That's not If you're down, No, no, no. That's not crazy. So if he's down by three points, he's 4 of 38. I'm sorry. At that point, and look, we're going to take Brock Purdy out of it, okay? Like, because a lot of people are saying, he hasn't had a quarterback. I get it, okay? But... A lot of that four for thirty eight, bro. Like, okay, so I get it. I get like I get it. But some of that, in my opinion, has to come down to coaching. So look, I'm sorry. So those those stats are designed to sound awful. But if we go look at the NFL averages, those numbers are probably slightly below average, but they're not way below average. It's not saying that, but like to do with the scheme that he runs too, because like. His scheme is built on running the ball. It's and if you're losing it. in the fourth quarter, you can't really run the ball. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with that. And so what Ben said is right. Like, his his scheme is centered about around being able to run the ball and being able to do play action off the ball. So very similar to what the Titans have been doing for like mm-hmm. eight years. Okay. It's, it's If they have a lead and they can run the ball, it's a dangerous offense. But if they're coming from behind, it's... It's nothing really to be scared of. So here, here's the thing: like those numbers don't sound they sound awful, but I think if we go look at the NFL averages over the past twenty years, I really think it's going to look very similar to that across the board. I, I just team, down eight points, yes, but down three, the, three in the front. Come on, down, man, down three. Well, you're talking like, thirty-eight. I, I'm look. I, I would be. I would legitimately be willing to look at. If you look at considered all the time, and I'm taking a step back and looking at this from the perspective of Brock Purdy is only successful because of the system that Kyle Shanahan runs. Okay. So we're looking, we're taking a step back and we're looking at it from that perspective. Okay. You're telling me if you look at all the coaches, okay, let's, let's just put all the coaches here. We're talking. We're talking Andy Reid. We're talking Mike Tomlin. We're talking Mike McDaniel. I'm even willing to throw Mike Vrabel in there, okay? A three-point deficit in the fourth quarter. If I give you 38 games, you're telling me you can only pull out a win in four of those. Now, I get you. 100%, obviously, you got to take certain games at its face value, okay? I I totally understand that, okay? But... Why can you not make adjustments? You're telling me you're only you're only a good coach, you're only a successful coach in this scheme. You're telling me you can't make adjustments. So, you're telling me I, I you th- can't look, like I, come I think on, he, man. He, he I, does I just, make adjustments, but here's the thing. He also has he's built the scheme to where he he's built the kind of players where he's playing with the lead. But here's the thing. I'm gonna go back to the numbers. So if you're winning four out of thirty eight, or sorry, no. 
You lose. Are you saying he had thirty eight opportunities and won four? Or yes. Okay. In games, in, so, in the fourth quarter, games that he's down so in thirty eight opportunities. If you won four, that means he's winning in that situation, like eleven to twelve percent of the time. That's okay. way less. It's really low. I I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but if I I'm guessing if you're losing by three in the fourth quarter at any point, you should be expected to lose about seventy five percent of the time. Okay, so that means. If you're losing 75% of the time, that means you're winning 25% of the time. So 11 to 12% is still quite a bit lower than 25%. Uh, but I don't think it's crazy. And also, we also have to take into account, he's not in that situation that often. Okay, he's been in the league a long time now. 30, only losing by three points in the fourth quarter, 38 times is not that many times. So like... And also, we also have to take into account his first two years with the 49ers, he had a terrible football team. There was nobody on that team. I get that. So, 100%. I'll give you that. So uh, the past couple of years, I bet the number looks a little different. But and we also have to remember a long time during a long time of Kyle Shanahan's, Shanahan's tenure is he had Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is never winning in that situation. He's just not that kind of quarterback. He's, he's not going to do that. Um, so, yes. Kyle Shanahan has to be at fault a little bit there. I mean, but if you I think well, you're, really quick, I'm not trying to cut you off, okay? I'm I'm really not. But you also, I mean, look, going back to that Super Bowl, if you look, the 49ers had a ten plus a ten over ten point lead going into the fourth quarter. I mean, look, I, I'm sorry, man, I'm not willing to put that all on Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan's got to wear some of that as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Like, with that. I'm sorry. You cannot so, put that all on Jimmy Garoppolo. So, what you're doing is you're defending Brock Purdy by putting a lot of the blame on Kyle Shanahan, which I think is reasonable. But I think that we, I think that we can all accept the fact that, like, look, we can say that this loss is not on Brock Purdy, while also saying that Kyle Shanahan is just not a bad coach. Okay. So, I, I think we can just agree. That this game was a combination of a couple of bad decisions combined with a couple of unfortunate injuries at the same yeah, time. Okay? I get it. So, so look, at the, the Ravens played well, but I, I still believe, even with the, the 49ers struggling in the first quarter of this game, I think if Trent Williams never gets hurt in that game, the 49ers still end up winning the game. I, I 100% feel that way. I, I 100% yep. do. Uh, Trent Williams is just that big. He is. I literally. I'm starting to think that Trent Williams, because every time we have seen the 49ers try to play a single snap without Trent Williams, the offense looks bad. I I seriously am starting to think that Trent Williams is my MVP. Yeah. I, Trent I, Williams for MVP for. Real. I literally think he is the most valuable player in the NFL. I I literally do. I I, I that may sound. I literally think he is the most valuable player in the NFL. It's I, I it's that crazy, dude. I, I tried to tell you all before the season started. <laughs> he is that good. No one believe me. He is that good, dude. I, I mean, it's it's. I get wild. it. I just can't. I I can't look the the art. Literally, the argument of saying Brock Purdy is a system quarterback is legitimately pissing me off to high heaven because yeah. the system is flawed. I'm sorry. Like I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan's. Uh, I'm not saying okay. Maybe okay. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said that. But like. The system is the best system in the NFL. Yeah. It, it's the best. That's it not is. arguable, Tanner. You can't argue that. It's the best. You cannot. I, d- I don't know if I agree. And it's with that, been the, that's just me. I don't look. Like he's got great players now. 
I don't know. But even when he didn't have great players, the system was successful. There's a reason that every coach in the league is starting to run yes. or a the, similar type the of offense. Packers, They're trying to copy it. The Packers, the Packers are running that system this year. I'm not. I'm not trying to. T- I'm not trying to. T- and maybe this is just me defending Brock Purdy with this entire argument. But like. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kyle from Kyle Shanahan. Okay, like yes, he's a great coach. Yes, I get it. I understand. Okay, but you also had all of these other quarterbacks. You've had Jimmy Garoppolo. You've had Sam Darnold. You tried to draft Trey Lance. Like you've had all of these other quarterbacks. In this exact same in this exact same scheme, in this exact same scenario, no. you've had all of them in this. Obviously, taking Christian McCaffrey out of it, okay? But this scheme, like, I just, I, I literally can't stand this argument of just saying that Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. Yeah, I literally look, cannot and, stand this. argument. Me and Ben are not going to push back on you yeah. uh, on the Brock, Brock Purdy thing. We great. think Brock Purdy is a great, but we can acknowledge both facts. Mm. That system is very beneficial to quarterbacks. At the same time, Brock Purdy is a legitimately good quarterback. Like mm. even in this game where he had four interceptions, he made some throws where I was like, dude. That is a legit NFL throw yeah. right there. Yeah. Okay. So look, it's both things are true. The system is very beneficial to quarterbacks, and Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback. Both things are true. The system's always been good, but even on all the quarterbacks that he's ever had, Brock Purdy is the best. He's the best quarterback that that Kyle Shanahan has ever had. Okay. No, we have to talk about the safety before we move on. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, dude. So. I don't know what yard line the Ravens were on, but it felt like they were like the twenty. Okay, yeah. they were not anywhere close to the goal line on their like on their own twenty, nowhere close. Lamar Jackson does his typical scramble thing on this play, but he goes way further back than he typically does. He's literally twenty yards in the backfield, way back there. So one of the officials that are in the backfield, he's backpedaling, 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 backpedaling. And it's he's I think you missed one. He's still backpedaling. He tried to hit all twenty of those yards right there, Russell. So as the NFL, first of all, I want to point out the referee did nothing wrong on this play. You never expect to be twenty-five yards in the backfield and still be in the middle of the play. I mean. Anyway, so they're all the way back in the end zone at this point. The referee has backpedaled so far. He's old. He's out of breath. Okay, he trips over his own foot now. He rolls over, sees Lamar Jackson running his way, and you can see his face like, oh, crap. Oh, no. It's about to happen. Well, he was laughing as he fell because he was like, oh, no, no. Lamar Jackson, it wasn't even like a full trip. He just catches just a little piece of this referee, and it causes Lamar Jackson to fall down. Before Lamar Jackson falls down, he throws it away. But it doesn't get anywhere close to the line of scrimmage because, again, he's 25 yards in the backfield. So, obviously, it's intentional grounding. And I was kind of interested to see if they were going to call it intentional grounding or not because, by the rule, everything involving the rules, it was clearly intentional grounding. And if it's intentional grounding in the end zone, that's a safety. So... Uh, they and then all the referees came together and talked after the play, and I was like, "Oh no, are they going to figure out a way to not call this intentional grounding?" 
And the referee comes out and calls intentional grounding. And I'm literally like jumping across the house. And I'm, I'm so excited because I've never seen anything this funny involving a referee ever. I would, because I could see it coming before it happened. And as soon as it happened, I was already jumping up and down because I knew it was intentional grounding. I knew it was a safety. And I was just waiting to see if they were actually going to call it. I, I, it was so funny. The dude. statistic for that play is literally Lamar takes a safety by intentional grounding with zero sack. Like no one got a sack. He just yep. threw it away in the end. Yeah, also minus twenty five yards on the play or whatever too. Like what a bizarre play. I mean, um, literally, in everybody's gonna be like feel bad for Lamar Jackson. Like it was completely his fault. Yeah. What is he doing back there? Do you have yeah. no? Even if he didn't get tripped by the referee, he was going to get intentional grounding regardless because he wasn't getting that ball to the 20, 20 yards down. It wouldn't have been a safety if he didn't get tripped, but he was going to. It would. They would have been on like the two yard. Yeah, line. he probably would have got sacked on like the two or three yard line. Because Nick Bosa and uh, Chase Young were both right there. Yeah. So I mean, what a, what a bizarre. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because I would have forgot to mention it. So that was. So fascinating. Clutch, right? That was, oh man, I loved it. That was, that's the most excited I've been over an NFL play this entire season. Like, I, I'm literally not kidding. I 100% the most excited I've been over any hilarious. play. Any play. <laughs> that was so funny. All right. All right. That covers all of this past weekend's games. We got through that at a pretty good time, slightly over an hour. So, yeah. good pace, good pace. So, before we go into. Before we go into the rest of this preview for this weekend, let's go ahead and do our draft for teams that are not winning the Super Bowl. Dude, you got to quit bringing this on us, bro. Tanner, well, you know we're doing it on Wednesday. Dang it, bro. So, Tanner, you have the first pick this week. All right. I got it. So, here, here's, gotta here's the list here if you all want to take a look. Let me, let me do this. I got to look. Okay. Um, let's see. So, I already said which team I was taking, but I can't remember which one I was taking. Um, let me see. Ah, oh, dang it, they're already taken. Okay. Um, dang it, they're already taken. Yeah, I don't know what the teams are taking. There's not a lot of teams left. Um, Come on, Tanner. We can't. We can't just sit here with nothing that's on the podcast right now. Uh, we can sit here with nothing. Yeah, we for can. A little bit. Uh, y'all talk, y'all talk right about now. how your Christmas was, really quick. Oh, well, we already got scarred by an ant in a bathrobe, so. Bro, did I tell y'all that story? I did? Yeah. Dude, that you literally opened the podcast with it, bro. I don't know where that came from. I really don't. Everyone that listens to our podcast now knows that you just walked in with your aunt in a bathrobe. Bro, I, I don't legitimately. I, I just, nobody in my family told me that our family Thanksgiving was canceled. Tanner. You yes. know, if you look up the standings, it would have been a lot easier for you to figure out who you want to play. It probably would have been. Then it would have just looked up the logos. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because I'm trying to figure out. Let's see. Uh, they still have a chance. I don't want to take that. everybody that we're going to be picking right now. Yeah. Pretty much all of them are going to have a theoretical chance at this okay. point. Uh, Theoretically, the Bears still have a chance. Uh, Tam. I'm going to take the Texans. All right. So, Tanner. The Texans haven't been picked yet? Well, I, it depends on when CJ Stroud and uh, yeah. Joe Collins. All right, Ben, who do you want? Let me see who's been picked. I don't know who's oh. been picked. Okay. 
Right, we could be prepared if you wouldn't spring this on us. Well, you know it's coming. You, you need to send this list to us after the okay, episode. Fair enough, fair enough. So we know who's been picked. Um, alrighty. 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 Okay. Okay. Nothing's actually happening. I'm just saying, okay. Uh, we're going to look at the AFC. By the way, Who did you just pick? While Ben's looking, he picked Texans. the Texans. Is Will Levis playing again this season? Playing again? He's projected to play against the Texans. Okay. And right. I literally hate it. I can't stand it. I, I don't. If he's 100% healthy, I don't see why not. All right. I know exactly what team I'm taking. And I'm taking the team that you wanted. Okay. I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I, I did want the Broncos. Not I thought lie. about it. I really did. I mean, that's such an obvious pick at this point. It's like. I, I did want the Broncos. Yeah. I definitely did. All right. I can't believe you didn't pick the Broncos. I thought about it. But. Oh, boy. With Tank Dale being out and CJ Stroud's concussions, I just thought the Texans were. Does somebody already have this team? I don't think they do. What team? Tell me. I'll tell you. No. Okay, so yeah, no. Already. Right. It's an option. Yeah, that team is not an option. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. The Carolina Panthers are already picked, Brennan. Okay. I think they were the first team off the board, actually. Nope, they, they were one of the first. Brandon, picked the, first. Brandon picked the Bears first. You picked yeah. the Bears first? The, the Bears are and still then, technically not eliminated. And the then I picked the Panthers. Then I think I picked the Titans. And you picked the Titans. <laughs> Which, hey, your first-round pick was better than Brandon's first-round pick. The Titans are eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, and the, the Bears, Bears still have a chance. So... So, Brandon had the worst first-round pick. That team is taken, actually. Shoot. Any team that you think is actually a good idea is already taken. You might as well take the Saints or Falcons. I really wanted the Broncos, man. That hurts. You're going to have to take the Saints or the Falcons at this point. No. I'm not taking either of them. I am going to take the Seahawks. You hate the Seahawks, bro. I actually like the Seahawks. They're just not good. They're also in the NFC. They're just not beating the 49ers. So, all right. Yeah, Brock Purdy will get hurt. So, we are five weeks into this draft. My team consists of the Bears, who are still technically in the playoff race, even though it would take an absolute miracle. They're guaranteed a losing record. Uh, Patriots, who are still are, in the playoffs. No, they're eliminated. Yeah. The Chargers, who are eliminated. The Jets, who are eliminated. And the Seahawks, who are not eliminated. Ben has the Panthers, who are eliminated. The Cardinals, who are eliminated. The Commanders, who are eliminated. And then he finishes it up with the Vikings and Broncos, who are both still in it. I mean, are they, though? Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not picking teams to not make the playoffs. We're picking teams to not win the Super Bowl. So I, so far, I think we're all completely safe. Tanner's five teams: Titans eliminated, Giants eliminated, Raiders. I don't think they're technically eliminated. They have the same record as the Broncos right now. Yeah, they're the, almost in the Colts. The, the Colts, who I think hold a wild card spot at the moment, and the Texans, who are also not eliminated. Uh, Having the Colts and Texans is kind of wild, honestly. Nah, neither of them are winning the Super Bowl. Actually, we're they're picking teams not to get to the Super Bowl, right? The, or are yeah. we doing winning? Are the we, the Texans. I actually don't know which world. If CJ Stroud comes back and uh, Nico Collins comes back, Be- before we go I mean, any further, we need to make this clear: Are we doing team not to make the Super Bowl or team not to win the Super Bowl? Okay, we're safe on either. Both of those are the same. But, but I'm saying going forward into the next couple weeks because it's going to get a little more difficult. 
It's the same thing. Not to make. Not to make the Super Bowl? Okay. Okay, because I, I think that makes it a little more fun. Not to make. Not making the Super Bowl. Okay, got it. All right. So, by the way, if we do, are we, do we only want to do this through the regular season? Like, once the playoffs start, like, we just stick with all our teams and see what happened? Okay. So, we'll have to, with the, so at the end of it, we'll have seven teams each, which means we'll have 21 teams selected. And there are 14 teams that make the playoffs, which means that there are only going to be, if 14 teams make the playoffs, that means that there are only eight teams that do not. Sorry, no, uh, wow, that was way off. Twenty. There are twenty. There are 28 teams that don't make the playoffs. I don't even know what your math is. Oh, wait, that's not right. Either. 28? 32, no. sorry. That would be 14. Eight, there's 18 teams that don't make the playoffs. I'm so confused. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's, there 18, there's 18 teams that don't make the playoffs, which means that the, on our list, the, there will be at least three teams on our list that are in the playoffs at the end of this. There will be at least three. I think there needs to be more. I think I, I we think either I, need to do two this and two this week and next week, or we need to go into the playoffs a little bit as well. Maybe into the wild card round. But going into the wild card, yeah, wouldn't even help that would that be much because then we would just pick teams that so, were eliminated that aren't even in the playoffs. So do we want to do a second team this week right now? And, I think and we then do should. two and then do two teams next week. Yeah. I think we should pick two teams this week and next week, and then just end it. At All right, I'm down. And then, do we not want to do one more after the regular? Five oh, well, obviously we weeks? can. Yeah. Okay, so let's do one more. I'll, so it's my pick. Um, and I am gonna go. I don't want either, either two of those teams. The Vikings are already taken by Ben. Do it, Brandon. Do it, bro. No, I'm not. I'm not touching the Packers. I can't. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't do that to, I can't do that to myself. Uh he wanted to. No, I didn't want to. Because I don't know who I'm taking. Neither of those teams. Neither of those teams. Ooh, yeah. I think. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, I know what I'm taking. I'm taking. Let me double check the rest of these real quick, just in case. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. This team is pretty much guaranteed to make the playoffs. But I don't think I care. No, no, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm picking the Saints. Dude, jerk. Dad gummit. Yeah, Saints are my team, bro. They're just, uh, they're not going to do it, bro. They're not going to do it. Did somebody even take the Falcons or no? Nope. No, okay. I should have taken the Falcons. All right, Ben, who do you want? I'm taking the Falcons. Okay. I was, I was taking the Saints or the Falcons. Okay. I just didn't want to have to say the Falcons. The Steelers taking? The Steelers are not. That, I thought about taking the Steelers, but they are. Okay. Well, that was pretty easy. That was the fast ground we had so far. Yes. That theoretically should have been well, the hardest. Once, once we got to the part where we started getting to the teams that are making the playoffs, we just know aren't going to win. Yeah. Then. That, then it got a little easier at that point. We were trying. We were so focused on picking teams that don't have a chance to make the playoffs that we just forgot about the teams that are like barely on the fringe and are like, ah, they're not winning. Yeah. So that puts us at uh, six teams each. Next week we'll have eight teams each, which will put us at twenty-four total. Uh, and there will be, which means that there will be only be 
Dude, we can just do two the rest of the week, and then we would have 30, and then there would only be two teams that make the season. I like that, actually. That's good. Because it makes it very likely that one of us are going to lose. Like, the, If we only have two teams that aren't picked at the end, that means it's very likely that we have somebody that's going to. Because yeah. we're not even doing winning the Super Bowl, just making the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's possible there could be two teams on our list that make the Super Bowl, which means that there could be one actual winner out yeah. of this. So, so that'll make it entertaining. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Look so, at you, bro. Two, so two more next Look week. That's and, two things I've done right on this podcast. Yeah. That's so <laughs> nice. So, so two more next week, and then two after the the regular season finale. Yeah. So that will put us at ten teams each. Yeah. So yeah, thirty total. Thirty total. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. It'll be. Uh, it should be fun. Just look, go ahead and like looking forward to the end. Who do we think the two teams that aren't going to be picked are? Forty ers obviously one. Yeah. Who's going to be the other one? I'm not picking the Chiefs. You probably will pick the Chiefs, but I'm not. I'm picking not the picking Chiefs. the Chiefs. Either. Okay. I'll end up with the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, you're going to end up picking the Chiefs over the Bills. Yeah, I'm not touching the Bills. I'll let one of you guys take the Bills. I'm not touching. I'll gladly take. The Bills. I don't really want to take the Bills either. Josh Allen's yeah, gonna I, game. I don't want to take anybody in the AFC. To be I'll, honest with you, I'll take every team in the AFC except the Ravens and the Bills or, or the Chiefs and the Bills. So I'll, I'll end up with the Ravens. That's what Who, I'll end whoever up. has the last pick is going to get screwed. <laughs> you're going to have to take one of those AFC teams that they really. Honestly, don't. it'll probably just be the Eagles. Whoever ends up with the last pick will just probably end up with the Eagles. Which is, I mean, yeah. I might pick the Eagles. Honestly, I'd probably pick the Eagles before I pick the Ravens. I'm, I've gotten to the point that I don't think anybody in the NFC is good either, other than the 49ers. It Guys, we got college football to talk about. Yeah, we, we, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, this should it'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be entertaining to watch throughout the playoffs because we'll be rooting against teams that we, that we actually like. Yeah. All right. This weekend, we're, we're going to ignore all the other bowl games because they just – they. They really don't matter. Y'all don't okay. want to talk about Tennessee and Iowa? No, I don't want to talk about Tennessee and Iowa. Sorry. Honestly, Tennessee's going to lose that game. I and it, it's going to be like 10 to 13. Iowa can't school. Iowa has over a thousand more punts than they had. Yeah, and it's going to be 10 to 13. Jalen Mil- or Joe Milton is not playing. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it a little different. They I'm, may be better. Yeah, I was is like, Nico, I is Nico playing? No, I think Nico's Oh, wow. That like, actually makes it a lot more interesting yeah. to watch. I was like, Joe Milton's going to have like five turnovers, and then I was just going to kick like five field goals, and they're no. going to win the game because of it. Okay, so on Monday, January 1st, that is New Year's Day for you scholars out there. Yep. The Rose Bowl at 5 o'clock p.m. Alabama. At not it's not at Michigan. Alabama and Michigan. Michigan's number one, Alabama number four. Michigan's favored by one and a half points. Game is on ESPN if you'd like to know. Tanner. Yes. What what are you expecting from the game? Um I'm expecting I don't think Bama, I don't think Bama's gonna dominate. Um I think that Bama will win handily though. Wow. I see what is it, handily? Is I like see it being points? like a 27-17. Okay. Like a 30-20 top game. Okay. Um, Because I just, I'm sorry, man. I just do not think Michigan's as good as everybody thinks. I just don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, with how Alabama, really with how Alabama ended the season playing, um, I think that, I think that it is going to be Alabama wins this game. Maybe like a 30-30-20, 30-23, maybe even like a 27-17. Yeah. So, 
I, I agree with a lot of that. One thing that I can pretty much guarantee... I don't... J.J. Car- JJ is going to throw at least two interceptions in this game. Okay. I can see that happening. The over-under is set at 45. That's going over. No, it's you. What you're, what you said is under. It's this is not hitting the over. Like if if the game, yeah, is which I, I guess if it's thirty to twenty, that would be fifty points. Yeah, I don't think there's that many points being scored in this game. All right, both defenses are legit. I, I, I Michigan's offense, I don't believe in it at all, and Alabama's offense, I've still got major question marks. I, I this game, Alabama's is, offense, yes. There, this game is not hitting forty-five points. This is this is going to hit the under. I can't believe I didn't look at the over/under on this game before we made our bets. I one hundred percent would have been under on this. I can't believe it's as high as it is. This is going to hit under. This is an under all the way. I feel one hundred percent confident in that. Uh, I do think Alabama is probably going to end up winning this game. I think it's going to be chaos, though. I I, I think it's going to be one of those just wild. Crazy, entertaining games that are just people are going to lose their minds about. There's going to be some very controversial officiating call at the end of this game that people, whether it's one team or the other, people are going to lose their minds about it. I just, it's going to be one of those games. I, I really do. The social media is just going to lose their mind about. I guess I can see it coming. I, I just, I really, I think, I'm thinking Alabama, like 24 to 21 kind of game, like something just wild. So you think it's going to be a lot closer. Yeah, Dude, I just thought about it. I don't know if college football is going to allow it to be Alabama and Texas. Because where Texas is joining the SEC next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying there. But that, if I see what you're saying about they're not wanting think to do that. And re, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I kind of disagree with that. And this is what I think this is kind of what Tanner was pointing out just now. Is that that championship between Alabama and Texas is their highest possible ratings that they can get. Yeah. They will get the most money and the most viewers from that championship. Yeah. So I, I see what you were saying, but because of the viewership that they would get, I don't think they would care. Like th- That's just the most viewers that they would possibly get is Alabama, Texas. Yeah. 100%. Because you would have the entire SEC watching, entire SEC country, the entire state of Texas, also included with like Oklahoma, you know, New Mexico area, like all of those, you would get pretty much every single person in all of those states. And then you would also get all the Alabama haters across the rest of the country that want to watch us because they hate Alabama. So that's the best possible view. The whole state of Florida. <laughs> well, they're already in the SEC country, so. But yeah, anyway, I, I, I don't see the NCAA having a problem with Alabama and Texas matching up, even though it is a rematch, but well, not even the re- I was talking about the fact that Texas yeah. is coming to the SEC next year. I think, I think that that boosts the ratings even more. To be honest with you, I, I think it's a big deal. Anyway, um, so that was Alabama. Mich- Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the game, Ben? I mean, not really. I uh, I think it could be sloppy. I, I, I think, think there could Michigan's be- defense is legit, but the way Alabama has been playing recently, they they are also really good. It, it should be a fun game. But it will be a highly defensive game, I think. So I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I, I think the defenses are going to dominate the game. I do. Uh, the later game, eight forty-five. Good. We are going to have a late night that night, boys. Eight forty-five. Yeah. And, and so eight forty-five, which will give us a little bit of time in between these games to get most of our podcast recorded, other than the late game. We're going to be talking about. The podcast on my birthday. 
Yes. Yes, we will be. Um, it'll be birth. It'll be your birthday before we even before this game even ends. This like literally, this game will still be going on at midnight, which is unfortunate because I have to work on my birthday, boys. Yeah, that, that sucks. Is, that's bro. unfortunate to be an adult. Yeah. Just sleep a lot the night before. Um. Oh, New Year's Eve? Yeah. You always sleep a lot on New Year's Eve? <laughs> you can sleep in New Year's Day. Sleep all day New Year's you Day. New Year's Day? No. No, no. Just sleep, bro. Sleep in till like 3 o'clock. Yeah. You can sleep in till 4 o'clock if you want to. Yeah, bro. Um, Just roll out of bed and come straight here for the So, podcast. the late game. The Sugar Bowl. Number three, Texas. Number two, Washington. Texas is favored by four points. I personally don't think that's enough. I... I I think Texas may win this game easily. Yeah. Uh, this could be a blowout. I, I feel like most years in the playoff, the semifinals, one game is a really crazy game and the other one's a blowout. I I think that the, we're going to get that again this year. I, I think Texas is going to blow Washington out. Um, do, I mean, do either of you all disagree with that? I want to say that, but it's the, it's the fact that I want to say that. This is going to sound crazy, but it's the fact that I want to say that that makes me – think against that actually like i i obviously i think texas is just a super strong team i i mean they're they're in the playoff they're in the playoffs for a reason um especially with quinn ewers as their quarterback um i yeah. just I, yeah i think texas with no man like go ahead i think texas with quinn and ewers is the best team in football and I don't. Uh, even I don't know if I can. I agree with best on that. I don't know if I can consider them the best. Who's who's the best, T- Tanner? Quinn, of course, I'm gonna say Alabama. Quinn Texas Ewers, beat Alabama. Dude. Wait, yeah, but that okay. But okay, I'll give you that. Yes, it's a diff- Alabama. We are different. not the same Alabama team. I agree and with even that. You gotta say that. Bro. Yeah, they're not the same. But Texas won easily at Alabama. That's not. It was not. Easy. It was. Easily. It was not easy. It was easy. It was not easy. It was yes. not easily. Let's go. Let's go look at this game again. What is it that you say the score doesn't tell the whole score and stats? Yes, bro. That's, that's why don't I'm tell the whole find... story. It's the eye test. That's I'm right. pretty sure the score of that game was closer than the actual. <laughs> okay, so first quarter Texas field goal. Second quarter Alabama field goal. Texas touchdown. Texas field goal. Then another Alabama field goal that made the score thirteen to six at halftime. Third quarter Alabama field goal thirteen nine. Third quarter, Alabama touchdown, 16-13. Fourth quarter, Texas touchdown, 2016. Texas touchdown, 27-16. Alabama touchdown with 11 minutes to go, 27-24. Texas touchdown with 8 minutes to go, 34-24. So it wasn't as easy as I thought. But still, with 8 minutes to go, they were up by 10. And Alabama never scored again. Now, I agree with you. Alabama's team now is better. Uh, you got to realize Jalen Milrow was benched after that game as well. Yeah, so, but he played in that game. Yeah, he played in that game, but he was benched after that game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, um, anyway, regardless, I, I think the best two teams in college football right now are Texas and Georgia. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Alabama is the third best. I, I think Alabama is the third best. You team. legitimately think Georgia's better than Alabama. No, not even close. I, actually, I think Georgia might be the best team in football, to be honest you with you. You still think that Georgia's better? Dude. Yeah, I mean, oh. they lost the game, but Georgia's Georgia's the better team. No, they're not. Yeah, No, they're not. No, they're not. I'm sorry. No, they're not. I, I, I will, Okay, I will give you Texas maybe being better than Alabama. I will not give you Georgia being better than Alabama. I'm sorry. I will not give you. 
I will not give you that. And we've got too much to talk about to really get into this conversation. Why do you? So I hate you for bringing it up. But I'm sorry. I will not give you the fact of Georgia. Why do you feel so strong? Because we, after we weathered the storm at the beginning, we dominated the rest of that game. Like, I'm okay. Maybe we, we handled. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I watched it. Bro, like, we we had control of that game throughout the rest yeah, of the entire game. you all did well. Georgia had a bad game, too. And even with Georgia having a bad game, they still only lost by three points. I mean, that happens in football sometimes. I, I, I This look, Alabama... I'll, I'll tell you this right now. If Georgia's playing against Auburn the week before, they don't need a miracle against Auburn. Alabama needed a miracle against Auburn. Dude, you're... Oh, my God. Are you really bringing this argument up? I, I, I'm just saying... Are you really bringing the, this argument the best, the best team in college football doesn't Are have, you really bringing this argument They up? don't have a game like that again. Are you really bringing this argument I, up? I'm just telling you, dude. dude uh, can I, we please move on? That's, that's just... Can we please move on? Oh, uh, you are literally discrediting how hard it is to play football in Jordan Hare Stadium look, in that environment, bro. I understand. If you no, you obviously don't You're because right. you bring out BS like you just said. Look, so Tanner. you obviously don't. Look, you are discrediting how hard it is. If you go back and look, we have had tight games at Jordan Air Stadium and won the national championship yes, after that, Brandon. But I, I look, that is all correct, but you've never done that with a team as bad as this Auburn team was this year. This is the worst one they've It ever doesn't played. matter if they're one in two. It does it matter if they're one in ten, Brandon? I, when they play Alabama at Jordan Air Stadium, they're going to play yes, like Georgia. I understand. Okay, because look, it's the atmosphere. If, no, when you don't understand, because yes, you keep saying this. Look, when you play <laughs> the best teams in college football, if you play against a team like Auburn, you don't need big time plays to beat them. When you, you're playing you in that environment, yes, you do. You literally just dominate the line of scrimmage. That's when you're playing you in that environment, yes, you do, Brandon. Like, I'm sorry, I, I completely disagree with you. Look, I, you, you always, you guys, home field advantage in that situation does matter a little bit, but you all take into account the home field thing way, way more. in Jordan Air Stadium. Yes, I, because Brandon, have you watched how Auburn like, dude? I, let look, me, I, they, they step up. Their game have you what no they don't just step up their game they play like freaking georgia okay <laughs> they play like georgia okay let's break this down one possession game the year before last year Tanner, we dominated I auburn beat them by three touchdowns bro those when other we years, play in those... jordan air stadium the game is so Look, much closer because Tanner, auburn plays Look. just so far over their expectations I agree bro with all of that, but this year was different. This is the worst team I have ever seen Auburn have in my like since I've been paying attention to college football. It has to matter, dude. They literally didn't have the players to compete. They don't have the guys like to do anything. Alabama just played a really bad football game. Now, being on the road can contribute to that. But when you're playing an such an inferior opponent, it lit, it shouldn't matter that much. Now the game should be closer than it should be. I agree with that, but you shouldn't need a miracle against. So it. you're literally saying the Alabama Auburn game single handedly no, makes Georgia better I'm, than Alabama. I'm talking about the whole season, all season long. Alabama didn't look dominant against like a lot of people. There was like there was a lot of games that they should have won easily that they just they just didn't. I'll give you that, but if you're going to say t- this argument literally pisses me off because you can make 
I can't, it makes my balls itch, okay? Literally, if you're making that argument, let's break it down and go down every single college, let's compare, let's literally compare, I'm stumbling over my words, I'm so pissed. Let's compare college football schedules to teams. Like, yeah. let, let's just go down the Georgia list. If you're literally seven. making that argument for Alabama, let's take it down uh -huh. every single team. Let's do it, Look, bro. Tanner, like, I agree. Georgia had an easy schedule, okay, and they had a couple of close ones, too, okay? Texas lost against Oklahoma. Do you in overtime? Yeah, Oklahoma's not a great team, but they're not a bad team, okay? Look, and I, I think they may have had an injury issue in that game, too. I don't remember do you exactly. Think if, okay, do you think if Alabama plays Oklahoma, Alabama beats Oklahoma? Probably, but if they played twice, they probably lose one. And which is what happened with Texas. They played twice. They won one. They lost one. Oh. So here's the thing. I I, I don't oh. – look, yes, college football is going to have some games that are closer than they should be, okay? So, like, even like the Arkansas game that Alabama had, I don't really hold that game against them because I personally think that Arkansas is better than what their record showed this year. I don't think Arkansas was a bad football team. And so close games like that are going to happen, especially in the SEC. It's tough. But when at the end of the day, when you watch these teams play, Georgia just has better players than everybody else. I, they just do. They're just better. Um, I, I, I'm I sorry, man. I don't agree. I do not and, agree. And this is, I don't agree. Okay, and if you want to make arguments against Georgia, I'll, I'll take Literally, them. Literally, you're I, – I just I – just, it's not even a pro-Georgia thing. I just don't think Alabama's that good. I feel like you're just hinging literally everything on Brock Bowers. Literally, I feel no. like that entire... No, it, it's I don't care about Brock Bowers that much. I care about the trenches, the offensive and defensive line. They are just so much better than everybody else. It's not even close. And Obviously it, not, because when we went head-to-head, -head, Alabama pretty much single-handedly... Like, you won a game, yes, which was great, which made... which. Prove to people that Alabama is better than we thought, but also Nick Saban just has a way in the SEC championship game. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of magic he has, but he just doesn't. Lose. He's George's daddy, bro. Literally, he's George's daddy oh. when it comes to the SEC championship. Yeah, if they play in the championship game, sometimes it's a little different. But here's like, look, like I said, it's not even a pro George. Here's the, I think the entire SEC was overrated this year. I, I don't think any of them were that great. Texas may be the best team. Um, Texas is. It's hard to tell because Quinn Ewers was hurt for a good portion of the season, so it's really hard to know how good they actually are. Um, but, but I, I don't know. I get like Alabama. I, argument, I just I cannot those, look, stand the struggle win argument. Can you we'll agree with this win. though? I can't stand it. Can man. you agree with this? Like regardless of the order of the teams, the best three teams in college football are Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. Can you agree with that? Those are the three best teams. I'll give you that. I'll okay. give you that. Yeah, I'm really that. not sold that Alabama is better than Michigan, honestly. Okay, well. Mich Michigan is at least the fourth best team. Play in the road, Ben. I don't know. Please. I haven't seen not Michigan really. play any, like, like, legit competition, though. Their defense is legit regardless. Like, yeah. their defense They literally is played Ohio State, and if you watch that game, they struggled the entire game. Like, they literally... Their offense played really bad, yeah. Their offense... defense played really good. Did their defense play? I mean, they scored 30 points. I mean, their defense allowed 24. I mean, I don't know. 
And Ohio I, State's quarterback also played like garbage in that game. He played like utter and yeah. complete garbage that in that game. Was, that was a really bad game. But anyway, let's. I'm, I'm okay with giving Michigan the fourth best team. I, I'll give them that. Um, I don't. I I personally would put Oregon ahead of Michigan, but they have two losses, so it's hard for me to argue that. You are also obsessed with Oregon. I oh, I think Oregon's awesome. I I do like Oregon. Um, but they, they just couldn't. Twice. They just couldn't beat Washington, man. Couldn't do it, which is unfortunate for them. But anyway, um, so so if we we probably should have focused our pod parlay on the college football playoff a little bit, but we didn't really do. That, I don't but, care about it. Um. But anyway, this is going to be fun. I should have put at least some kind of parlay on this. I wish Tennessee let us do player parlays on college sports. Did you know other states allowed that? You know, like when you do like you can do player parlays on like NFL games yeah. or player props on yeah. NFL games, but you can't do player props on college games, mm-hmm. college basketball, college any college sport. Yeah. Other states like that allow sports betting. You can do player props on college sports. You, you, we can't do that in Tennessee though. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I'd be making bank on college on Kentucky college basketball if I could do player props. Um, but anyway, I that's an interesting thing that I found out last week that they actually do allow that in other states. But uh, I here's the the past however many years we've had the college football playoff. I think I think the majority of the years the the playoffs have been you know, lackluster and kind of boring. I I think this playoff is going to be fun. I, I do. I, the Alabama-Michigan game is going to be crazy. I, I really do believe. I think it's going to be wild. Um, and the Texas-Washington game, it could be close. I'm not expecting it, but maybe it is. Maybe Washington is just feels so disrespected that they come out just raising on fire. And maybe what is Washington quarterback's name again? Michael Penix. Michael Jr. Penix Jr. Maybe he comes out and just proves that he should have won the Heisman, which I personally think he should have won the Heisman. Um, I don't. I just. I cannot believe that they gave it to Jaden Daniels. But anyway, regardless, I told you it's going to happen. Um, regardless, I I do think this is probably the best playoff we've had in a while. So, uh, I look forward to it. And hopefully, we get a really good national championship game out of it too. Which, if it's Alabama, Texas, that will be crazy, dude. That will be a yeah. great, great national championship yeah. game. Um, I, I think honestly, as long as we don't get Washington in there, I think it'll be a great national championship game. As long as Texas beats Washington, I think it'll be great. If Washington's in, it could be. A TCU kind of situation, maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll see though. Um, but all right, what do you guys have for your bets? Uh, let me pull it up. I I had a lot. I I because I did a lot of one dollar bets this week just on. So I'll pull up a lot of mine real quick. Right now, I've just got my pod parlay. Mine uh, were the exact same as the pod parlay. So okay. Well, let's just go over the pod parlay right now then. Okay. So. Tanner, what were your two bets for the pod parlay? So I chose. Uh, let me see. I chose uh, Ohio State and Tech. Ohio State money line over against Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Then I chose Texas money line over Washington. Okay, Ben, what were your two? I had the Ravens 
covering, I believe... Minus three and a half. Yeah. Or, yeah, minus three and a half, sorry. And then I had the Rams minus five and a half against the... Giants. Giants. At the Giants. Yeah. So uh, I'm a little skeptical about that one. but I'm not. Uh, my two were Oregon minus 16 and a half against Liberty. That's on Monday at 1 p.m. And my other one was the Cowboys minus six against the Lions. Now, I've been a Cowboys hater all year. So you say, why would he take the Cowboys in that situation? Well, I'll tell you. The Lions, I think, are not a good football team right now. They've been struggling. And the Cowboys, when they play at home against teams that aren't that great, they just obliterate them. So that's sure. that's why. <laughs> so <laughs> it's that simple. So anyway, my other bets, I don't know if I can find them right now. Oh, So I did a $1 bet on 10 NFL games. I did Cowboys minus six against the Lions. I did the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots over 40 and a half points. The Titans plus four and a half at Texans. 49ers minus 12 and a half at Commanders. Jaguars minus six and a half against the Panthers. Raiders at Colts under 43 and a half total points. Falcons at Bears over 37 and a half total points. Steelers at Seahawks plus three and a half. Bengals plus seven at Chiefs. And Broncos minus three and a half against the Chargers. Uh, I picked that last one, by the way, because I don't think the Broncos are going to be that much worse without Russell Wilson. I think it'll look pretty similar. So anyway, and I think the Chargers are just that bad. So anyway, Tim, you got anything else you want to say about this upcoming weekend? A bunch of stuff going on. Uh, anything going on in the NBA? How did the Christmas game go in the NBA? Anything wild uh, or interesting? Not re- off the top of my head. Um, Lakers have dropped three out of their last four. They're struggling, bro. Uh, yeah, Lakers are struggling right now. Um, Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely from the last thing I heard. Did you Did you see that? Uh, yeah, the Draymond Green. Yeah, I saw all that. Yeah, so he has been suspended indefinitely. The Lakers suck. Uh no they don't suck they're just struggling right now. Um, I know who doesn't suck John Morant. John Morant doesn't suck. Nah. That dude's a beast. Gosh, how many how many games have they played since he came back? Three, four, four I think. Okay, four. Yeah. You, okay. you know what else? He's played good. The Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA. No, they're not. Stop it. No, they're not. Who's well, the, the who's the best team? If it's not the Celtics, I'm pretty sure they have. The best uh, I would take the Pistons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even yeah, I, wait, we do need to talk about that. <laughs> yes, they have. They tied it. Twenty-seven. So when twenty-seven streams. Did they play tonight? Uh, they might have lost tonight. I'm not sure. Let me look. Actually, we're turning that game on if they're playing currently. Well, it's probably not on TV. I was actually watching hockey. I hope so. Uh, let me look. And you so last night? Oh, they they. Oh wait, no, that's not them. Never mind. I was looking at the 76ers. He's like, they, they won. Yeah. They won no, that wasn't. They didn't play. They play, Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we're good. They play the Celtics tomorrow. Let's oh, go. Let's go. Celtics. Please don't. Please don't lose that. Dude, imagine the Celtics. Be, that, oh, my God. That'll be dude. the one. That'll be the one they lose. Oh, my. It's not on TV. 
So, unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, the Pistons are. Uh, it's on NBA TV. Really, it's not showing that on my screen. The yeah. Celtics are twenty-three and six with the best record in the league. No, this the Celtics have a ninety-six percent chance to win this game. Oh my gosh! They're oh favored. my goodness! Now I'm assuming this is massive in the NBA, but they're favored by seventeen points. Yeah, that's massive. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because in the NBA, I mean, you have to think. In the game of basketball, when it's a blowout, yeah. like teams just stop trying and it ends up being like a five to ten point game every right. time, even if it's an absolute blowout. So oh, no. seventeen points. Now, if that's a lot also Hornets at Lakers, the Lakers are favored by thirteen. The Hornets. The Hornets <laughs> so, because they're um, not as bad as the Pistons, but they're pretty Well, I got look, I gotta give credit where credit's due. LaMelo He's a baller. Bro. He is a baller. He's a baller. I got to give credit. Is he credit playing to. now? Dude. Uh, he's injured. I tell you what, a game that's on tomorrow that I wish I could watch, but it doesn't look like it's on TV, is Grizzlies at Nuggets. I would love to watch that game. That, that would be That would be fun. Game. The Nuggets are probably going to win, though, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're a good team, so. All right. We need to wrap it up there. Uh, we got we had a lot of stuff that we needed to get through, and I'm impressed with the pace that we went with today. We did not shut up for one second. Actually, we did shut up for one second, but that's okay. But we made it. We had a really good pace, and we we made some good time today. So good job, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the effort, the hustle. Yes, sir. Pretty good at going fast. Wow. Okay. I mean. All right. Well, uh, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna click end. I'm gonna click end right now. That's probably smart. All right. Bye.